You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. Take two. Yes, Take I'm two. saying it it's because <laughs> you don't know what happened, but we're just going to say it anyway. And uh, it's the longest. I don't even remember what I said. See, it was so we good. Had, and like, then you a just long lose your pod name or something, and people were people were struggling. like, ah, what, what, what is? I can't say all the words. Super Brothers. It's easy once Super you get. It's it's rhythmic. Rolls. Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. Yeah, you just gotta let it flow, baby. He's got, he's got a lot of floor bubbles. Got to just say, that's how it goes. But uh, I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday! Woo! You know, you know why? You know why we're doing goofy this morning? Oh, there's yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it feels. <laughs> it feels. It you feels like that like, excuse? If you if you missed it, it was yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, it, it, it feels like a new day really in the, does. in the world, you know, the, the week just had a, a nice air about it after a while, you know, like it, it really just, did. Felt like the sun shined, could take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Birds yeah. chirping a little, you know, a little louder. Bit, a little bit, yeah. It the just. The world's like peeking their head out again for a minute. Like what's going, what's going on? Yeah. Like one of those little Disney cartoons was like. Right. Down the streets. I don't even know what the song is, but I remember it. I'm sure we've, we've told them that. I'm sure everyone's singing it now too. I would hope. Yeah. I know not everyone is. Not everyone. But I hope that those who want better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Is happy. Yeah, I'm. I'm enjoying it. You I know, I. Yeah. I still wish there was one element we could just. Yeah. You know, just stop. We got some work. Turning things on, and then you see this face, <laughs> and it's just like, ah, damn it. They don't know Speaking what to do of, now because like people are being polite, and so they're like, we've been yelled at all this time. So now, so now, mm-hmm. what do we do with just information? Yeah. It's amazing, right? Right. I mean, oh my gosh. It's when great. You... Who would have thought just like regular, very low bar expectations feel amazing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really. Just Even... doing the job already. It's like, oh, oh the greatest in history. Even <laughs> showed up today. <laughs> Even the, uh, just the headlines that you're reading, you're just like, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Just, just, ba- just simple. Just nothing crazy. I like that I can laugh that Chuck Schumer just made a guffaw instead erection. of getting yelled yeah. at, you know, the whole time. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. It. That's that's the stuff I want to I want to laugh about again. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Whoopsie, just said the wrong word that he and caused an erection. Ha ha ha. And it's so great. 
Yeah. That, that's what we're up. You know, if if that was the biggest headline of the week, I know. Hooray! Good, good job. I'm all for man, it. Right? Yeah. I I'm. I feel like politics are important. Mm-hmm. I don't, I know that you people don't come here to listen to that, but I feel they're important. Uh, but I don't want to think about them all the time. No. You know, I want to yeah. think about video games, people. Right. And and whatever else comes my way. Um, while before we get way off the subject, two things. Mm-hmm. First of all, since since we're kind of on this subject, I'm going to go ahead and kind of lean into it because I was just saying I didn't want to talk about it, but I have to if I'm going to bring this up. Uh, have you seen? I'm sure you heard about the the Animaniacs reboot they did on. Oh Hulu. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Did you watch any? I've watched like the first four or five or so. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it religiously growing up. Right. But I can appreciate it because they were always very good at staying on pop culture references throughout. Mm-hmm. And this one was no different from what I saw. I haven't seen the whole first season, but. Yeah. I started watching uh, a little bit of it yesterday. Probably got through the first three, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, they were taking jabs, weren't they? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And I feel like they always did. Now we're probably just realizing it more. Because I know yeah. a lot of cartoons in the day would always have humor in there geared towards adults a little bit. Just so mm-hmm. they know you're probably getting forced to watch this with your child. So why not you get a little entertained along the way? But holy crap, man. Yeah. I could actually it's, see some certain section of parents going, they're not allowed to watch that anymore because it's like brainwashing or something. I don't know. Eh. <laughs> and some of them was a little harsh for a kid show. but Yeah. It was, I was just sitting there going, wow, this is a, uh... I laughed. Oh, sure. I laughed. I, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh God, this is, I can't believe, because you know, you see that on the internet too. It's like, why does it always have to be political? I don't understand. Just shut up, man. Yeah, like we've kind of had it shoved down our throats, especially over the last four or five years. So it's kind yeah. of what's become our pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's not like they shove it down. It's like they find an opening mm-hmm. and they're just like, and step. And take it. And then there you go. And then you can have it back. Excellent. And it was just... Nailed the landing. Mm-hmm. Like the demigog... Yeah. <laughs> joke i was like very good yeah, very good yeah. <laughs> that was like, good <laughs> you know most kids aren't gonna be like what you like what? that was what for is me that? You yeah. keep watching the pretty like, pretty colors kiddo <laughs> that one actually got me laughing i mean not just that one joke but the entire episode mm, it was like episode. odysseus or something like that and Diedrich bader doing the voice and the faces yeah. the character was made i i don't know the the animation has this old school quality mm-hmm like the originals, but there's also like this element, like that reminds me of uh, Ralph Bakshi and John Chris Felucci, the guys that did. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, John K did Ren and Stimpy, so you kind of have, kind of might understand where I'm going with that. Ralph Bakshi, he was, I guess he was more. I guess that really wouldn't be his style. He did uh, stuff like heavy metal and Fritz the Cat, a okay. lot of adult, right, uh, animation. So I guess more John Kay, just in some of the ways they look, but I know he's not involved because mm-hmm. uh, from what I hear, he's kind of a piece of shit human being and he's not working in the industry anymore because, you know, well, sexist or whatever. That's what should happen if you want to hold those values. <laughs> yeah. It's just, 
I don't want to say it's a shame. Well, it's a shame not that he got caught or anything like that. It's a shame that you you admire these people and the work the they talent do. Talent was wasted on on the yeah. character of that kind of person. Yeah. Exactly, and then yeah. and then all this crap happened. So it's just like, well. <sighs> anyway, yeah. uh, outside of that, okay. So we're gonna do something. We may do something uh, different today. Mm-hmm. That might be fun. I, I don't know how this will work. It might we'll, be fun. Might be fun. I don't know. I just I thought this would be kind of fun. Okay. Today. Now this is not today is in Monday, but today is in Sunday, the day we're oop, recording. Oop. We've we've let the secret I know. out. We we had to we had to I had to break this barrier. Yeah. Just for this not one in thing. Real time. I'm sorry. Break that people. fourth wall for a minute. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I was told today mm-hmm. is the day I finally get a Godzilla versus Kong trailer. <gasps> Ooh, today. Okay. Now, as of right now, it is not there. Oh, it is not live. Mm-hmm. But if by chance it becomes live while we're recording, yes. I will do a live reaction. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay. I'm going to keep that page refreshed and open. That's right. So I'm just going to check. Hear nothing I say. I will. I will. <laughs> I think I'm going to go by the hour uh, method. Like it'll be, uh, if it's not at 10, then it'll be 11. If it's not 11, it'll be 12. Something mm-hmm. tells me they're going to be very precise on the time in which they release it. Is uh, there a, is it on YouTube? Can you set that little reminder for a premiere or did they even bother to set all that up? No, no, no one, no one has a premiere. So I guess they're just gonna drop it whenever they feel the need. Okay. Which is kind of scrambling at the same time. Oh, wait Uh a minute! Somebody Uh has it. All right. So what I did is I went to the homepage. Okay. Someone has a countdown going. Oh, good. good. Eleven o'clock. So if we're still recording by eleven o'clock. Okay. Depending on where we're at, we'll we'll throw it in. If not, then the hell with it. You could still do it and put it on YouTube or something like that. That's true. Because I could, I could record my face going mm-hmm. like... That's the fun of the reality. Or, or we could do... We could do... I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll or, figure or, it. or me reacting going, oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say we could do like a split screen, watch it together, post the react... Like you just going, hmm. hmm. And then I'm over here like... Like this. And you just see this split screen version of us from this call... Just, well, we'll talk. I mean, we'll we know, figure it out. We've already established I have no life. Yeah. Where am I going? <laughs> okay, so my time. We'll we'll figure it out. So right. an hour, hour and a half. We'll, we'll just assume that's uh, that's what we're having. All right. So anyway, um, yeah. what else have I got? And what we want to talk about? Oh, uh, one last thing, and then we'll get into the all important question. Uh, have you heard of a movie called Sound of Metal? No. Okay. Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, really, really interesting movie. Uh, I had heard about it, like, I think I read a review for it, and then I saw, I think Kevin Smith was talking about it on his podcast, and it just kind of reminded me, it's like, oh yeah, I wanted to check that out. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting movie. I think I'm I'm more fascinated with the approach to it, because the... the main focus of the story is there's a guy his name is Ruben uh he's a drummer for this little heavy metal duo him and his girlfriend and they're just 
I mean, it even starts with like, you know, doing like that. So you kind of get a gist of it. And then you see that they're, you know, happy with one another. They're they're just trying to get their life. They they want to get this career going, doing metal and stuff like that. And then out of the blue, he starts to realize he's going deaf. Like he can't hear. And that's obviously could have been some. They never really touch on why. But they say it could be genetic, could be because, you know, being Lots next to the speakers, music, blah, 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 yeah. a lot of that. So then he has to kind of come to grips with this reality that he's going deaf. Mm-hmm. And the doctor even tells us, like, there's really not going to be a change. You can't get better from this. It's like, if you can even hear anything now, that's as good as it's going to be from here on out. So you need to make a decision on where you want to go. Plus, on top of that, he is a former addict. So that just triggers other things like, is he going to fall back into you know bad behavior and all this other stuff? But the way they tell the story and, and his journey, it's, it's, really, it's really good. It's, it, I was, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know how to explain it. And even the ending, which I won't really... It's not like, oh, my God, spoils or anything like that. But the way it ends could be one of those endings where people are like, the fuck? That's how it ends? But if you're paying attention in the movie, there was a scene that encapsulates what happened. Like, why it ended the way it did. Yeah. And you're just like. So a treat for those who who paid attention to all those little things throughout. Gotcha. Yeah. Because there was it was a very specific conversation that happened, and something was said, and then when he you get to the ending, and that's where it ends. I'm like, I bet this thing. Well, for me, it was just it was like, that's it. That's what happened, and I, I it's hard for me to explain it without right. saying anything. But <laughs> without, it was just without spoiling. The but yeah, it was just like that's so what I happened. recommend. Yeah, absolute recommend. recommend. It's the uh, the main actor, main two, I guess. Well, I guess he's more in it than she is. Um, Riz Ahmed. I don't know if you uh, have you ever seen The Night of. It was a miniseries on HBO. No. Uh, he was. Uh, that was like. I know I'd oh, seen he him in other things. Kind thing. of familiar though. Yeah, he was in uh, Rogue One, uh, which was that Star Wars movie. He was yeah. in. Uh, shit. Venom. I'm trying to think of big movies that he's actually been in outside of little yeah, things. Yeah, I cheated and brought up IMDb. Yeah. He was in the OA. Interesting. See, I actually watched that for a minute. I was like, mm-hmm. that might be why he looked familiar to me. Yeah. He's a I great did. actor. Yeah. Like, I liked him in, in A Night Of, which I feel like I saw, I'd seen him in something else prior to that, but I don't know that for sure. But he nails, he nails that role. Olivia Cook. Venom, um, yeah, is on there. Yeah, she was. I remember her. She was in uh, the Bates Motel. Oh, she was. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was the the girl that had the ventilator mask or oxygen tank. Okay. She was yeah. always carrying around the oxygen tank mm-hmm. or whatever. She's in that. She's pretty much kind of like beginning and end. Uh, not to reduce her role at all, but mm-hmm. it's just story purposes. Right. It doesn't spoil anything. I don't feel like it does anyway. I mean, you just kind of you'll understand. Yeah. Um. But they're they're really the main focus of the the story, and and it's really good, really good. Highly recommend. All right. 
okay. If you're looking for something inspiring. There's your recommend for the week. Yeah. So, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been kind of lazy this week on the games, I admit. I was kind of mm-hmm. busy at work and got at the end of the day. But I did try to start over the last chapter of Ace Attorney. Mm-hmm. Um because there was just that last chapter I never did finish on the mobile version that I got. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. When did we talk about that? It's been over a year. For Years. Sure, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's been um, several. So I was like, you know what? Let's just start that one all the way over. Um, but I fell asleep. So I probably shouldn't <laughs> do those late at night, you know? Um, and then I played a little bit of Gremlins Inc. the other day, a little board game that I'm also really bad at. Okay. Um, but I. Yeah, enjoyed it. I'm getting that rut again. I need some recommendations, I think, where it's like I'm flipping through such a first world problem, I realize. Mm. Oh, yeah. Flipping through 1,100 Steam games and just nothing will catch yeah. my eye that I haven't already beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am excited this week. I will get the second chapter for... Um, the uh, broadcast, not for broadcast. Oh, nice. FMV. So they must have been able to safely get the rest of it filmed through uh, lockdown, and that's due to release on the 28th. So I'm excited about that. So Sweet. I'll have an extra on my FMV to play another chapter through. Um, I think that was just, it was a cute idea. I think it was it was a well-done, fun idea. So I recommend checking that out. I think it's actually on sale this week, too, guys. You can Ooh. buy it cheap before uh, you know the price goes up once it's fully released. Uh, mm-hmm. So just throwing that out there, if you want to yep. want to get a fun FMV game where you get to play like an editor in a newsroom and can kind of shape the face of how the news and stuff gets put out there. Um, and they have some really fun little small ones that they threw in through lockdown, just to try to give you some stuff to play that had nothing to do with the main thing, but was giving you stuff that you could play. Um, and uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate nice. it. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, that's probably the only thing I really dove into. I have been itching to get back into something with meat in it again. I guess yeah. maybe with cyberpunk. I was like, you know what? It was just enough of an itch for an RPG that I kind of want to dive into another RPG again. Um, mm-hmm. The ones I have, though, I have currently played through. So I'm sure there's some good ones out there. Um, just taking the time to to thumb through them all. I did start a new cyberpunk character, but I only played the beginning, mm-hmm. so I could see the opening for a different class that you could choose in the beginning. So, but that didn't take long. It was only about maybe half hour, forty five minutes worth of content that I hadn't seen before. It kind of picks back up to where the main right. story starts, and you're you're all kind of just doing the same thing, of regardless of your background. Um, and that, looking at my notes, is it. Okay. As far as what I've been playing, I don't feel like I even need to mention Slay the Spire or anything anymore. I feel like you all just know that's an understood. Yeah, it's it's happening. It's happened at some point throughout the week where I've attempted to slay the Spire and the Spire slayed me. <laughs> but what have you been playing? I think I'm kind of in the same boat you're in where... I, I feel like I'm playing games, but I'm not playing anything of substance. Right, yeah. Um, I did play two demos this week. Again, not a lot of substance, but just but. just for the sake of doing it. So, first of all, I played the demo for Little Nightmares 2. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I would probably say, first level or however you would kind of cut that into pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, probably don't give you the full experience of of whatever 
that level is going to be in the game, but mm-hmm. I think it is kind of a a sliver of the game right. as it is. If you've played the first one, it, it's the same thing. I not and don't take that as a oh same crap. Nothing like that. I mean that in the best possible way. Uh, like it looks you would be familiar with the mechanics, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you you're going into something you're already kind of familiar with. It's gorgeous looking. Mm-hmm. The the I actually was kind of concerned because you know how when you start a game now they're just like you know drop your brightness until you can't see this thing until you can barely see it and I took it like all the way to the bottom and I was like Ew. yeah Brave, and it was like huh? one one notch up and I was like all right I'm gonna see but the way the lighting and the black uh, mm-hmm. I guess the deep black whatever you want to call it the shadows the, the blackness. Shadows. As it is, just kind of permeated with the light, and Mm -hmm. they contrasted one another. It it just looks so gorgeous, the way it was done. Is that on both, or was it just PS5? Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't. I'll have to look. Yeah, definitely take a look. But you get get a very familiar setting, like the house and the thing. Mm -hmm. And, of course, at the very end, you get one of those Cretan creatures or whatever the hell they were where they chase and they come after you so you get to do that thing and get familiar with that too but it was it was a lot of fun kind of made me want to play more because i was like oh yeah i remember this what it's supposed to do it's kind of fun yeah um then i played the demo for resident evil 8 Mm -hmm. all right i felt like not to not to dismiss anything that it was but i feel like it was more of a showcase of the graphics and actually, it was because that's one of the things um, I had on here. But since you played it, maybe yeah. as we'll talk about, it. it was just a digital showcase to give you an idea of how pretty it looks and mm-hmm. how it moves and things like that. So you are correct; it's not yeah. part of the game. No, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely say that. Not to say that you don't get you know certain familiar mechanics, mm-hmm. you know, from Resident Evil Seven. I guess it would be, uh, but. Yeah, it was really just, hey, take a look at this. Look how pretty this is. Look how pretty that is. And yeah, it, it looked Isn't fantastic. Is it their own engine? Or am I getting it confused with something else? Mm, I, I couldn't say. But it looked fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I mean, just the, the level of detail, the, yeah. the way the lighting uh, shines mm-hmm. and, and just, yeah, it's gorgeous. So if I you, watched someone play it. Mm-hmm. And That's and that might do, be just as that good. was only PS5, so like I couldn't do anything about that one or playing mm. it. But and if you're if you're worried about if like if you don't like scary games or anything like that, but you also kind of want to check out, you know the everything that's there. There's really only one moment in the game or the demo that would be terrifying, so to speak. Beyond that, I mean, you're pretty much just walking the house looking for stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and and there there's that creepy ambiance yeah. in the air, but beyond that, yeah, it's it's just it's fun to look at, especially mm-hmm. if you have the high quality 4K or whatever. Right. It probably yeah, looks sure. fantastic. So, uh, I would re- I would recommend it just yeah. to mess around with Go for check it out. thirty I mean, minutes to I an mean, hour. The large vampire lady has taken the internet by storm. Mm-hmm. We yeah. love her. Uh, what else did I do? Oh. This is this is where I kind of, like you said, just kind of meandering through things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the the other two games that I played 
or games I've played before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was messing around with Mortal Kombat 11, mainly because I wanted to see what the graphical improvements were. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it looks to be about the same game. It's crisp, mm-hmm. but I don't. I didn't see anything to a level of ray tracing to where it's just like, oh my god, look at how much de- the graphics and uh, the reflection. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of that. Uh, it loads fast. Well, I'll give it that. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're getting ready to go into a fight, there's not this long pause. It's like fighter, fighter, go and go. And it's like, all right, shit. So I'll give it. I'll give it that for being impressive it it's doing that mm-hmm. um and there was another reason i wanted to mess around with it too just out of curiosity because they said well you get the every a lot there's a handful of games where you get the ps4 version or you can upgrade to the ps5 right. version for free it was like all right well how does that work because i put a lot of time in that you know so how does that work and well, also all the fighting you had to do to get your content mm-hmm. <laughs> like better come over <laughs> So everything that I got did roll over. My save file technically did and didn't. So I'm not quite sure how this worked. So all of my stats, everything that I have put into the game, rolled over. Okay. So I'm going to assume that's because they have an online server. like attached to your name or however that works, right? So what that did is any character that I, I... had gotten an ending for uh, any items that I got for him, costumes or whatever. It's all there. Anything that was downloadable, I'm still fighting with this one costume, and I don't know why it won't show up. Is it was like a costume for Sonya, like her old school costume. Okay. And I remember it was a downloadable content, but for some reason it's not showing up. It says it's installed, but when I go mm-hmm. look for it. It's not there. So I don't know what that is. Yeah. But everything else is there. Everything else is fine. Um, what else? Oh, so all my trophies are still for the PlayStation 4. When I started messing around with this game, it's like it just started popping stuff. Uh. So, like, I did one tutorial, and then it was like, oh, and you've done all the other three, too. So I got three trophies back to back to back because the tro- I'd already done that stuff. Yeah. But there's still some stuff that I still have to do. Like okay. uh, the fatalities for every character, you have to do each one. You have to do all that stuff again. Or uh, when it was like beating the game, this was actually kind of cool. Since I technically already beat the game, mm-hmm. all my content was still there, all my save information. So all I had to do was go back to the ending and just beat it again, just right there, oh, okay. without having to go through the whole thing. And then, boom, I got that trophy. There you go. That's yeah. not so bad. No, it's just... it's Could have been more of, seamless, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there's a, there's a few things here and there that I kind of have to do again. But beyond that, it's just like... I think hmm. most people would be like, but you got a PS5. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I did. Well, sorry if we don't feel bad for you, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm Did not. I, I tell you, I attempted again this week for a hot Mm-mm. second, and I mean a hot second. What'd you See do? A tweet. It's going live on Walmart at three ten Eastern. Like, okay, three ten Eastern. I refreshed the page. I hit add to cart, and I am instantly met with a. It's sold out. And I went, oh, okay. Wow. 
It didn't even take five seconds for me to like see the button appear, hit the button, and then they're like, JK. (laughs) (laughs) So I give up. I think I should just like wait for a year when people don't care as much anymore. Well, I think the scalpers are going to start getting their comeuppance because I think people are getting fed up with them. In the UK. Mm-hmm. At least they're coming up with laws. I hear to like stop people from doing it, but over here yeah. we're like, well, you know, yeah, we're getting our money. What you got to do? Uh, outside of that, the other thing that I started playing again was Man Eater, the oh, one about yeah. the shark, because they also had a PlayStation Five upgrade, and I think they were actually free on PlayStation Plus this month. Oh yeah. Okay. So if if you haven't played it mm-hmm. and you got PlayStation Plus, I'd I'd recommend it to mess around with check out it's not a long game it's kind of fun i have enjoyed it um i just wanted to see if the graphical improvements or whatever they they upgraded i haven't seen anything like mind-blowing i would say that the lighting has probably been improved but that's about it but i mean it's it's still fine it's still fun i have been playing it uh religiously you'll see way more when games start being built solely for that console i'm I was actually thinking about that the other day because even with Resident Evil 8, uh, Mm -hmm. as impressive as it is, I still don't feel like it's appropriate. Or we could be falling into that trap we've talked about for however long now. Like how much better can you actually start making things look for us to even start to recognize Mm -hmm. it anymore? Because things have looked pretty good for a bit. And and that was that was also also something I was kind of thinking about with that. As long as like. With Resident Evil 8, I think this was kind of something going through my head. I was like, you know, they are making this for the next gen, but it's also going to be released on the older consoles, which means that's where they started. Right. So they can just have graphical improvements for the other ones. So if this is as good as it gets, it's impressive. It's amazing. Put those fine little details in there, but just just keep the the speed going. Because that was even another thing with Maneater Mm -hmm. that was kind of bugging me a little bit. Is I'm st- it's it still loads fast, mm-hmm. but not the way they keep saying it's like oh it's just gonna go it's gonna go like I was actually met and this shocked the shit out of me. Going from one area to another, it actually went to a load screen for a brief second. And I was like, did we just do that? Ah, so close. <laughs> because I thought, you know, when I was on the PlayStation Four, it would do that on occasion. And I thought, well, if we're here on five, we're not going to be doing that. And then right. did it. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So probably just not optimized for it. No, I don't think it is. Maybe. So, but anyway, it's, I'm still having a lot of fun with it. And don't, don't take that as me being like stupid sharp game. No, I, I love it. I mean, I, I'll defend it. I've been having a lot of fun with it. In fact, my approach to playing it has been different this time mm-hmm. versus the way it was before. I guess because I'm paying attention to certain things differently. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? Like, I'm already at level 30, and I still have, like, three or four areas to, to explore. <laughs> I don't even know level? how. Yeah. Oh, so no. all I've got to do right now is just grow up into mm-hmm. a full-fledged elder. And and I'm just, I'm going to go take the... Be all out. Mm-hmm. All out. But hey, what you got in the way of news? 
Oh, you know, it's kind of a slower week, but I think I found uh, quite a bit of content here. Mm-hmm. I feel like let's just get the CDPR junk out of the way early. I feel yeah, like yeah. it could be our new Rona news. Get it done at the top now and what happened with them. So they released their update this week. One of the first of many that they've road mapped for us throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should be technically on 1.1 1. 1 now uh, where they addressed, you know, just a lots of various bugs and crashes and issues and certain quests that were bugging out and you couldn't complete because of whatever reasons they were addressing a lot of that and of course for console players to try to make that just run smoother uh so uh what i found hilarious is i was like i'm gonna go download this now myself um where i was literally met with a message that was like you need 55 gigabytes free space for this and i'm like wow that seems excessive like the size of a full game i don't even Mm -hmm. know what to say um although with some poking and of course with me talking on twitter it was brought to my attention that apparently they need that much extra space because of how many files they're actually changing because when i went to look at it i finally sacrificed a few things in my pc got it to download and it absolutely was not a full 55 gigabytes that got added to my machine so there you go you might have to make some sacrifices to get it to initially start to download but it should go fast i guess depending on your internet connection but i haven't fired it up since then so i don't have a personal experience on how much it's changed i feel like i had less issues than most or i'm just more forgiving and didn't notice as many i don't know don't trust me my my game was bucked we had some i found them hilarious but nothing broke my game. So that's right. where I'm at. I was able to continue and, and finish it. Although I am hearing reports now that for certain people, it seems like the the graphics got a downgrade. The uh, population of the traffic and everything is a lot less than it even was. So it seems like some people are noticing where the sacrifices was and not in a good way. Uh, I can't, again, speak to personal experience because I didn't bother to play it after it got done downloading yesterday. Um, so that's the stuff I'm kind of seeing floating around about it but i'm hoping for most it fixed some of your issues and you were getting to play it if you were one of the ones who decided to hang on to your versions and not get a refund Mm -hmm. which there are some people who got refunds on that and weren't made to give the game back interestingly enough we had some people on reddit throwing that around and some links showing that they still had access to digital copies and they were showing proof that they got you know that plus the tax back some people still have their hard copies so whatever's going on there i mean i guess congratulations to those of you if you were wanting to play it later on now maybe you could just keep it and play the whole thing for free although who knows when they could revoke that that license so just keep that in mind but so far we got some people Having their cake and eating it too, it sounds like so. Uh, For as much cake as there is to eat, I guess. Um, And then lastly, they did come out and say in defense of their E3 trailer, they did stand in defense of that, um, comparing the demo with the game. Like looking at the thing they he referenced the dum dum scene or the car chase or many other things when people were reading that article. 
from mm-hmm. Bloomberg and Jason Scryer, who was laying it all down, kind of was like, you asked like 20 people out of a team of 500. I don't really feel like that was a fair comparison with who you talk to as to say that the entire team feels this way. And some points that were made were, yeah, okay, you're right. Like some things it looks like we might be kind of picking at some smaller stuff now just to pile on the whole poop show that has been this launch. Um, but they got two more class action lawsuits too. So you could say it's going well. Okay. Good for them. <laughs> oh boy. I wish them luck. I really do want the no man's sky treatment for this as people have been saying, cause like the, 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 the framework for an amazing game really is there. And what I oh, have yeah. played, I have enjoyed and the story is good. Um, I'd love for them to be able to get out of the alpha phase and start putting in like all of the content and stuff. But um, time will tell. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think GTA 6 is a go. There's so? too many rumors. There's too much stuff floating around. There's too many stuff. And, and, and from what we've been talking about where the devs were like, how do we even make this game right now? Well, yeah, there's maybe a way. now that... Uh, you know, that element got taken away. Maybe we can get back to satire and stuff again. I don't know. Uh, but it seems that this week, some people finally got their hands on a patent that was filed uh, by Rockstar and Take-Two Interactive. And the patent is for an NPC navigation system, mm-hmm. kind of making the AI more intuitive. The patent seems to focus on driving and the routes the vehicles are mapped to take and how they behave within those traffic patterns. Uh, The patent was actually filed in April of 2019, which is kind of interesting that we've all kind of just now caught on to this happening. Um, Because, yeah, most of the stuff was like, how did we, how did we let this slip past us for almost a year? So the aim here is to create a more realistic world. Uh, They didn't want to be limited to hardware and software limitations. Now, we know some people just file patents to have them. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the stars are aligning. I don't know. Uh, but the patent did detail boat traffic, cars, uh, the drivers, and how they react within it as well. Um, they This would affect the patterns. And supposedly, each NPC could define its own specific characteristics for traversing the road nodes. So, um, like how they accelerate, brake, distance, top speed, cornering speed, things like that. So, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, that would be impressive if they could pull off AI like that. Sure. Because I feel like you have bad AI. That's, you can't really fix that. No. <laughs> can't really fix that without overhauling the whole thing. Um, but yeah. So we'll see. I, I, I'm starting to feel like it's lining up more and more and more that this has been in development and they've just been really good at keeping keeping well, a lid on it. Have they? <laughs> because well, it's been rumored I feel like people so have been long. searching for rumors for it for a while just because of the distance between when five released to now. Like they were just, it's gotta be coming, right? And they were like, but how do we make a GTA game in this world right now? You change it up. Well I mean, you see it every day on the internet now too, man. People don't even know how if jokes are jokes anymore. <laughs> We've kind of killed that whole element with how we talk to each other. It's like we don't even know if you're joking, if it's then, real anymore. Life is just too much more weird. I would I would say parody that. You know, Bam. focus in on that and be like, you know what? Yeah, we can't say anything. So take it to the extreme. Say, oh, 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 look who I'm offending now. Right. Poke fun at those Everyone. people. Just yeah. offend us all and let's call it a day. All of us. Because we'll cry about it regardless. So just go ahead and do it. Oh, Xbox. Oh, Microsoft. 
they had a fun couple days, eh? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So I had a whole thing written out about this, and then, you know, the we we took a 180. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Xbox Again. tried. <laughs> This week, they were like, hey, you know, we're going to do a little price increase here, and uh, it'll be gradual, it'll be fine. So they announced a new pricing scheme for their game service, which doubled basically what players were already paying. Um, They had been paying $10 for a month, um, and then you caught breaks the more you bought in chunks, as usually you do when you throw out a deal. You bought three months, you got it for $25. Six months, you got it for $40. Apparently, they got rid of their year pass a while ago. Hmm. Um, But... You were looking at only a buck increase for the first month, so that didn't seem so bad. One month was $11, not 10 okay. Uh, but three months was 30 six months was 60 So there was no break really being made there. I guess you could say $2 then if you were $3, the more on you went up. Um, but gamers were like, yeah, we don't think so. We do not like this idea which caused them to reverse their decision pretty much instantly. I think what the news was out for a day. Maybe two. A day, yeah, if that, yeah. Maybe. Um, so they instantly tweeted out like, yeah, that was a bad idea. We heard you. Sorry about that. And so now we're back to normal. Um, although keep an eye on it. Okay. I'm sure so- they're going to try to slip in some extra stuff there. Because, I mean, I get things will increase in price eventually. But, whoa. Let's let's that use a EA di- Zenimax took a chunk, man. They needed to make it back, you know? Yeah, let's take a look at... Um- a, a prime example of this, Netflix. Mm. When I first started paying for Netflix, streaming only, seven ninety nine a month. Mm. And then I'm like, hey, uh, we need to increase the price. So we're going to go to eleven ninety nine a month. I was like, all right, well, okay. And then a couple of more years pass, 13 17 It's essentially 20 bucks now yeah. a month for Netflix. For something I personally don't know if I watch all that much. So I kind of feel like I'm I'm not getting my value out of it. But yeah. it happens. I uh-huh. get it. And the fact that they just were like, oh, I'm sorry. Because people bitched about it. You know how mm-hmm. mad I get every time I see another price increase for freaking Netflix? Right? I'm just like, Jeez, come on, guys. But you know what? I just like, well. If I, want I think it. if it was a more reasonable increase, it wouldn't have been as bad. Like I said, mm-hmm. the first month, a dollar, all right. You know, mm-hmm. like that didn't. Although, because and I heard this discussed, and I I could agree with this that it almost would make you feel like that shiny fifteen ninety nine a month value deal is the best deal to take now. So it almost felt like a practice of if we inflate all these other ones, it's gonna make you want to go to this one that we probably wanted you to go to in the first place. So that's another good theory of what they were trying to do there, or it could have been a big PR stunt for all I know, like mm-hmm. to get them back up there. Or or Zenimax cost a lot of money, I heard. Yeah. Last I heard I it did. It's just so I don't know. It is I've frustrating ne- though. Yeah, I've never seen a corporation flip so much in my life every time their fans get pissy. It's like I think they everyone's on extra high alert now with the CDPR stuff though now too. It's like I feel like we might see some like <laughs> huge clutch my pearls, hold on a minute, maybe we need to backtrack because we saw how bad it went down kind of moments. Um, I don't know, and I could just be making excuses for that, but yeah. But I mean, if you if you're losing money 
and you have to increase because the nine ninety nine was already kind of like really. That seems that that felt. But isn't like, that about Stadia too, though? Or are they about about that or more? I feel like if there people were already setting the precedent for a monthly thing, but well, no Xbox. But but first, I think it was whatever. I think it was a matter of what you're getting, the value you're getting for that price. That's that's where I was like, really? Yeah. That's all you're gonna charge? Because that just I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to lose money, because that's what it felt like to me. Because yeah. like you're just practically giving games away. Yeah. So you have at it, but a price increase, a price bump. Because they're like, okay, well, now we need to make some money. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like we kind of touched on several months ago. Because I feel like I heard murmurings of a possible price increase on all of this. I think back when EA joined them, mm-hmm. wasn't it EA that joined them with their, their that's so. included they're... with their, their Game Pass now? Or mm-hmm. Origin or whatever it was. I kind of figured they were going to have to, because EA is going to want their cut. Yeah. Come on now. All they I'm have sure to do. I'm sure EA didn't just go here, have all of our games while you make the money off the Game Pass. That I mm. just don't feel that that <laughs> happened even a little bit. No. I could all, be wrong. Microsoft uh, could have just stood their ground and be like, look, guys, I, I know you don't like it. We don't like it. But this is the nature of the business. So get on board or yeah, take your pick. Yeah. Because I at just the end feel of the like day, it shouldn't have been as brutal of a cost going upwards. Like you're supposed to get a deal by buying I, in bulk. That's the whole point. I, I agree. Um, you know, whatever whatever way they do it, but these these whiny little bitches <laughs> need to understand you're going to have to pay more at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the economy is not going to allow for this. So you can either get on board or get off the train. Or just go buy the games individually for yeah. seventy bucks each. Take pop, your pick. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that seventy dollar increase. I, I I'm I just, still don't feel like it's like maintained a good increase over the years. I feel like gaming has been inflated on more because it was mm-hmm. expensive even then. Sure. You know, like back when it first started, probably even more so if you take into account how much cheaper technology is today as it was when it was first being born, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for these things. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <sighs> we'll I, I just, yeah, you're going to have to get over yourselves, guys. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Stop whining. It's going to have to because they really did. I mean, they made some huge buys. Whether it was smart or not, that's not what we're talking about here. But, I mean, especially with adding all the EA games in, eh, they're going to have to... They're going to want their chunk of money, too, for handing over their games. So time will tell. I'm sure we'll hear of something later on. They might try to do a little bit more slyer, maybe just a little less of a huge one and try to incrementally do it to you where you're not paying attention and you don't realize you're paying 30 now each month instead. I don't know. Right. Valve was in the news this week. Valve was in the news. Uh, We got some uh, Gabe Newell, first off, had an interview with one news out in in New Zealand, which mm-hmm. we've talked about here. That's kind of where he's hung out the entirety of the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> went on vacation there and just decided to stay, which sounds like a good call. 
out sure. of all the countries that have been maintaining. Um, anyway, uh, he was even considering the possibility of relocating the game devs there. He's been enjoying it so much um, and possibly some employees after the success of Alex. So to continue the path of making games again, he's telling us, you know what? We had fun doing that. You guys liked our games. Maybe we should start doing more of that. And you know what, Gabe? I agree. I love my single-player story games. You guys did good stuff. Yeah, let's start making games again. Come on. Uh, so as he quoted, we definitely have games in development that we're going to be announcing. It's fun to ship games. Gabe, we agree with you. It's fun. Ship us games. Give us games. Um, and he goes on to say that Alex was great and doing single-player story games again, that that created a lot of momentum inside the company to do more of just that. Um, I'm all about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, but speaking of Valve, another little interesting, kind of. Mm-hmm. So there, there was this headline screaming Valve, Capcom, and Bethesda. Guess what? They got fined yeah. $9.4 million by the EU for what they call geo-blocking, which I admit I wasn't actually aware of, which goes to show you how other countries have more laws against this stuff sure. than we do here. But what is that even? Some of you might even be asking, because I admit I didn't know before uh, reading this article. Uh, so geo-blocking apparently is where a platform we'll just use Steam for an example, forces users in a country to pay a set price for that game, but only within the country of which you reside. So not allowing gamers to buy the game elsewhere within Europe where the cost could be lower. So let's say, you know, I live in England. I could have bought it cheaper in Scotland. Steam isn't going to let you go outside of Britain, as far as where it will search for your game, if that's, if I, hopefully I'm making that make sense. Um, so the European Commission says PC platforms like Steam, Capcom, and Bethesda restricted access to cross-border sales of PC games in the EU, and that's not legal there. Um, so five of these publishers that were mentioned in this violation agreed to make good on their promise to cooperate moving forward. And they were able to see reduced fines by doing so. But for some reason, Valve was like, nah, we're not going to do that. And they decided to pay up their entire fine and paid about 1.6 million pounds or 1.9 million USD. I don't know why they wouldn't just be like, okay, if that's the law, but they were like, nah, we're good. We'll just keep doing what we're doing and pay almost $2 million for this. So I didn't realize EU has a very strict competition law and uh, goes to show you again, man, the protections they get on on the competition and stuff. It's kind of funny how predatory some of the other practices could be. And it's like, no it's kidding. all right. I don't know. We, we know Valve's no stranger to this, though, because apparently Valve's also paid the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission in 2016 over 3 million AUD for false or misleading representations under the Australian consumer law. <laughs> <laughs> with Valve's refund policies, which FYI, Steam didn't actually have one until 2015 for returning for returning the game. So, so yeah, they must just be making more money paying the fines and selling their games the way they want to. Perhaps. I mean, it's the only thing I could come up with other than why would you want to pay almost $2 million in fines if you could have saw a reduced one, but... Mm -hmm. 
What do I know? I'm not Gabe what? living in yeah. New Zealand and having the high life. I don't know, man. Uh, so the last little story that I found interesting, um, a little bit more news on the Apple VR. Not a lot, but just a little bit. So um, I know I had read a little bit about this a while ago, but there was just not enough to really go on. Like mm-hmm. like we said earlier, people file patents for stuff all the time, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to bear any fruit. Uh, but they are... Working on a VR headset, supposedly with some sort of like fabric design. I saw kind of like a little picture of it. Um, has a fan in there. Okay. Cool. And well, expensive. I mean, it's going to oh, be. It's, it's Apple. Be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, should, yeah. As soon as I said Apple, you should have known that it was going to have a hefty price tag. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does seem like it's another standalone headset, kind of like how the Quest is. Um, they're also working on some of its most advanced chips with them saying it's beating its own M1 Mac processor. So if you're a Mac person, let me know if that's impressive. I'm not familiar with their chips, to be honest. So I can't go into any greater detail whether that I should be impressed or not. Let's just say I am. Um, And the biggest hurdles they have so far seems to be the comfort and weight of the headset, which I feel like is always everyone's hurdle. How can we get people to want to be in these headsets longer than like a half an hour or so because they're Mm -hmm. just getting uncomfortable, right? So this one apparently is no different. A little bulky, a little too heavy. Um, Apparently, that's where the fabric extender was trying to come in, was to offset the weight on the head. Um, The fan, though, is the one thing that's interesting to me. I can't envision. I'm a contacts lens wearer. I'm a little bit concerned. I have the window down in the car, and my contacts are trying to pop out of my eyeballs. So I can only Mm -hmm. imagine fan around my eyes. I don't know, though. Um, So, But the code name right now is N301. And while things are still up in the air, rumors suggest we could be seeing it around 2022. Okay. Outside of their AR stuff that they Mm -hmm. were doing, too. So apparently there's about a thousand people dedicated to working on this headset right now out of Apple. So let's see. Okay. I say more competition in the space is great. I know we would all love to see names outside of Apple and Amazon and Google for everything, which I agree. Mm. (laughs) Maybe one day. But that's my news. Let's just go through a few quickets. Okay. Shall we? So, I saw a face mask for gaming this week. All right. Razor apparently saw a need, question mark. Um, so, actually, this was out of Reuters. So, it is. It's a face mask mm-hmm. with an amplifier and a microphone in it. Supposedly, medical-grade respirators and can be recharged and cleaned in its own UV storage case. Has a clear surface so we can see all those facial expressions you're making while you're gaming. I cannot figure out why we need it. So, wait a minute. This is for streamers? I when you said microphone, I'm led to believe yes. So the only thing I can think of is maybe if they're wanting to get esports and arenas again, or that, that, yeah, that was just a fun face mask because I know people like to buy fun ones. Heck, you even have one that looks like I um, do. Yeah, and so, but that's the only thing I could think of as to why we need this. But if I'm at home, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm playing a video game, I'm not sitting in a mask. I'm yeah. sitting by myself in a safe space <laughs> without COVID. I don't need a mask to stream a video game if I was to stream. I'm so confused. I was too. I kept reading it 
hoping that there was a little like, because of this, we decided, no, it's really just a, a short tech video, you know, going around how the mask looks, showing it, you know, getting placed in and out of the case. And yeah, so there, if you would like that soon. <laughs> It's not out yet, but you can keep your eye on your gamer face mask while you sit by yourself in front of your computer. I mean, the esports thing makes sense, but that's, that's the a, only that's practical far. application I could think of outside of you just want a cool looking mask, which yeah. is fair. Fair. You just want a cute, cool looking mask. That's fair. But the only thing I could think of is if they're like, we really want to try to get esports back in arenas again. And then they're trying to sell you on this cool lit up Matt I don't know it doesn't even look that comfortable but <laughs> I'd have to yeah. see I'm sure it might change how it looks as it as it goes on but uh did you know Epic Games is starting to make its way into film no but I'm not surprised right I know uh so apparently they approved funding for Gilgamesh which is an animated feature length film about the Mesopotamian mythology Epic is supporting this through its EPA Epa. 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 I don't know where I was going with that. Epic Mega Grants Program. There you go. And already has three Latin American production companies involved in the project. Okay. So, yeah. We're, uh, yeah. So, I guess if you're familiar with Gilgamesh, it's going to be following that uh, quest for immortality and, and all of the trials and tribulations along the way and the relationship with Enkido. I'm not familiar with this, so I don't know, um, but it is a hundred million mega grant that was designed to support creators who uses the Unreal Engine tech. The grant size mm. for Gilgamesh wasn't wasn't revealed, but I also learned though that Unreal was used in the Mandalorian and Westworld. Really? Yeah. So I guess if you're wanting to make a movie that's using this engine, just like they've been doing with their games, we'll give you grants to do so. Huh. So something to look into there, guys. I didn't know that their engine was used for those. There was a couple of other ones that they they rattled off, but those were the most too familiar. Um, uh, I got a question mm-hmm. since you brought it up. Now, first of all, do you have any more video game movie news? Yes. All right. Well, continue, and then I'll we'll get, we'll get to it. <laughs> it's probably the one we were talking about there. I think I yeah. Well, that I mean, off there. no, I, I just have a question to pose, but I want to wait until you get through all of it, and okay. then I'll pose the question. Uh, let's see here. Activision Blizzard is now worth $72 billion. Woo! With their stock sitting around $95 a share. Dang they it, need to, we could have got in early. Yeah, they need to do something. I actually, do I? I think I own stock with them. Ooh, check it. Check it. Good. I, I mean, it's not a lot, but I mean, still. Yeah, I never really understood, like, if, if I could afford to buy all the shares, even when they're like, oh, it's only 40 bucks. I'm like, yeah, but you still need, like, 10 grand, I guess, to make it worth your while. I don't know. I've never bought stocks. Now, keep in mind, and this is just me being me. Uh, anyway, where was I going with it? Yes, I, I do have stock in Activision Blizzard. Nice. Um, Did you buy it, like, there, a while ago, hopefully? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was some time ago. Uh, I actually bought it. After the uh, Hearthstone debacle. Yes. When their stocks dipped. And I was like, you know what? They're going to bounce uh, back. They always do. Here's my money. It's like I always said about like Apple, if I would have bought it on that super early too. <laughs> like, look where we'd be now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but let's see, rumors around Stadia had a little bit going on last week. Apparently, uh, some people logged in, saw Project Hailstorm showed up on the Stadia store, and it got players into speculating about what it might be. Uh, so apparently there were two references on the storefront that read, one was a hailstorm is coming soon. And then the second one was introducing Project Hailstorm from Stadia. So we had already reported, I think, a few months back that they were going to start making first-party games, right? Maybe well. this is their first teaser for one here. So um, we'll see what comes out of that. That looks like the only uh, real thing that we could log into or, or, or attach onto. Right. People get that accidental slip on a storefront and manage to take a screenshot of it. Um, but they have been having fun speculating what it all means. Um, some people are throwing out ideas for a new controller or maybe even VR on Stadia. I don't know how, but we, we can see um, an Android emulation. I don't know, expanse multiplayer games, but we don't actually know. So, uh, so this might be the one you were looking for here. Let's see. Uh, so video game movie about Tetris. Kinda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think more appropriately a documentary-esque movie about the game from like what I was kind of gathering when I was reading yeah, yeah, through yeah. it. Um, so um, a gentleman by the name of Taryn Egerton, who is from The Kingsman, has been cast as Hank Rogers, who was the game designer who first got the rights to distribute the game Tetris on consoles in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, still looks very early because as I was reading through it, it doesn't seem like all of the cast is even finalized at this point. Um, but they are going to be having for the roles of Robert and Kevin Maxwell, who apparently was a father and son team who were involved in the battle of the rights holder for Tetris. Um, and then also the role of Alexei Pajitnov, who was the original creator of the game. Um, They're supposed to start in December, supposedly right now in Scotland for filming, but that's, that's looks, I mean, I might be interesting as more of like a documentary kind of style, because I feel like a lot of the stuff we hear from early gaming is always people fighting over wanting the rights to it. Nobody's like wanting to develop their own fun game. They're all just trying to fight over the one that's successful already. I, I'll be honest with you. The when I don't think this was the approach that I expected when because I I know we heard about this at some point. We're like they're making a Tetris movie. And it's like what? Right. But and then you're we not were probably thinking like a Moji movie. Yeah. Like how in the world? <laughs> yeah. So you're not looking at it from that perspective. But when they said no, it's about the the guys that created it and the rights is uh, and all that stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. now, now I'm, I'm in. Right. Now I'm in. By the way, did you did you do you not know Taryn Egerton? Uh no. Yeah. So like you, I don't know people's names anywhere. I'm I tell you in five years if I remember my own, it'll be a miracle at this rate. Okay, so you've never seen The Kingsman, I'm assuming. I have not. Okay. No. I knew have it's a big deal. Have you seen well, I I'll pass on because I watched the first one, I passed on the second one, and I probably will never watch it because I heard enough. Uh did you ever watch Rocket Man, the Elton John document or <sighs> biopic? No. Did you watch Eddie the Eagle with Hugh Jackman? Eddie the Eagle? Yeah. No. I suck. Oh my god. But if he's, I'm looking at this guy right now, he's a kid. Am I looking he's at a the kid. right thing? No, he's, he's a, a kid. baby. Well, I wouldn't say kid kid, but he's he's a younger younger he kid. He looks like a baby, right? He does. He's in yeah. his 30s. For us, right. he's a kid. Yeah, sure. He is a kid. <laughs> um 
You can pass on Kingsman, but I mean, a lot of people would say it's really good, but I feel like it's getting bogged down with a lot of other stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. good, but it's not the one I would recommend. Eddie the Eagle, I would recommend right now go check out because that's a okay. solid, inspiring story. You can probably find it on Disney Plus. I'm almost positive it's on there right now. Um, Rocket Man, if you're an Elton John fan, he's pretty good. I'm like I'm looking at his IMDb. Nothing. You've never seen anything. Nothing helps me. Um, I see he's going to be in Little Shop of Horrors. That's in pre-production. What? Um, he's going to play Seymour. What? I mean, no offense to him, but what? Are we going to do this again? <laughs> I can see him being a being a Seymour. Yeah, but the '80s version is a classic. That's true. But Don't we're we're in the day and age now yeah. where we just keep making everything every 20, 30 years. Like the the Animaniacs song about the like reboots. The- it was like, oh God, yes, you're so true. Yeah. Hollywood is All starving. Right. Well, um, All right, congratulations, Taryn, on on your role, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll look for that in a couple of years. I'm sure. I mean, they're just gonna start later on this year. We still got about a year before they even start filming. But putting him in the putting him in the movie for me. Because I'm I'm a fan of what I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he does really good stuff. So, when they said he was in, I'm like, I mean, you got me at the premise. You got me with him. I'm in. Well, there you go. All Sell right. Me. Well, let's, uh, well, let's check it out. And I'm sure we will keep you apprised if we find out some more info about it along the way. But it sounds like it's still kind of far off from this mm-hmm. project. So, um, this was just another funny Twitch moment that I saw while I was flipping through Twitter yesterday. Um, uh, they had some sort of um, ceremony on Twitch's own Twitch channel, uh, you know, just kind of highlighting some great talent and creators throughout the year, uh, talking to them. And uh, so on a tweet that they put out, though, they had cut together this little video about how they were passing out gold stars for milestone achievements for certain people, right? And so they would show um, names flashing across the screen of some of the winners, like whoever hosted the most watch parties, insert streamer's name here, whoever gave out the most polls in chat throughout 2020, you know. Uh, But the one that caught my eye is the one who won for most raids. And the winner was Electrical Longboard. And if anyone has followed Twitch or been involved with Twitch over the years knows, this is a bot. Wow. GG Twitch. <laughs> I mean, it has a brother electrical skateboard, which is the one I always saw stuck in my channel, mm-hmm. just hanging out all the time. Electrical longboard did come in. Commander Root eventually made its way to, and a series of other ones. But I just find it hilarious that they gave a award to a bot. So well done, mm-hmm. Twitch, on that as well. Womp womp. Womp. I don't know if they've even realized it yet, but I They're just happened to not. flip through Twitter and, and I watched the little video. I'm like, wait, electrical log board? Isn't that a bot? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last quicket. Last quicket. Ah, Tencent secured more mergers and acquisitions in games last year than any other company. They supposedly invested in 31 deals in the games industry. We're going to wake up tomorrow and Tencent's going to own all of gaming. Mm-hmm. Y'all just watch. Like, I don't even think even you and I realize how much stuff they own. And the more I find out, the more I'm like, damn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and the reason why this got floated around again this week, they bought a majority stake in Cly Entertainment, which was the makers of the game Don't Starve. 
Wow. So um, Cly Entertainment was a Canadian-based company that now has most of its shares bought by Tencent. So that leads me into my truth or trash for you. Okay. I have one. Yes, one. I was like, did mm-hmm. I write the second mm-hmm. one down? No, the second one I was like, I probably just said. So through a few tweets, you know, we saw Tencent talking about how they were raising billions of dollars to acquire a company or two. So the newest rumor I have for you that Tencent is about to acquire Take Two Interactive. Hmm. They're saving up their monies for something big. Mm. I mean, it'd be a good time to buy into them, right? I'm going to say trash. You say trash. Yeah. I think they're probably uh, looking at maybe investing. Try to buy a huge chunk of them or something. Yeah, but not acquiring. I think it'll be interesting to see because I know they're <laughs> I feel like every AAA company right now has just been garbage last year and we've got to work our way through it all. Not so much Rockstar, but then like when you heard about all that stuff with Take Two and then 2K and then <laughs> sure, sure, sure. everything else. Um, but outside of that, that's what I gathered for us. This week it was a little bit slower. January tends to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know what we're uh, rounding out the show with, but so I'll pass it back to Steven so he can entertain us for a while as well. All right. Well, before we do that, I'm going to pose my uh-huh. question. Oh, yes. I was talking about the movies. Yes. All right. So, do you think we are on a trajectory to see video game movies? and projects outside of the medium improving. The reason I ask, we had Sonic beginning of last year, and it was surprisingly good. Yep. Monster Hunter, despite what I've heard with reviews, there seemed to be this through line of, uh, yeah, there's not a lot to it, but it's just, it's dumb fun, or -hmm. something like that, where you can just, you go in, you're fighting monsters, boom, if you like that, you're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. I don't know because I'm not stupid enough to go out to a theater. <laughs> not right now. Just saying. Not and they've not put it on demand. So. Oh, yeah. We'll just... See, it almost completely slipped by me because of all of that now. Yeah. But, yeah. So uh, March, by the way, I think it was March 4th, uh, Blu-ray 4K release. So if you're interested, oh. there it is. But the thing about it is, it since it's out... Mm-hmm. And it's really the only new movie out. It's been doing well in the markets yeah. because I mean, not like oh my god, billions of dollars, but, but it's because it's a movie in the theaters that's new. Yeah, it's making money. Yeah. So you know they're gonna say that's the surprise hit of twenty twenty <laughs> is Monster <laughs> Hunter because it made money. Yeah. Because it was the only movie in theaters. It yeah, it, 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 the circumstances probably probably helped a little bit there for sure because sure. most everything's been delayed and but um, what we have upcoming if we we consider this now granted yeah. one of them got moved back uh we have mortal Kombat coming in april right we saw first looks mm-hmm. it it looks look promising yeah. but but it also <laughs> i don't know if you saw this or not it's 
got the uh, Monster Hunter problem. Introducing a character that we don't know into a narrative that we do. Now, granted, this isn't world jumping or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. we had that one actor, Louis Tan, who was always being credited as an unknown role. Well, his Mm -hmm. role has been revealed now. He's Mm -hmm. some MMA fighter that has never been in any of the video games, and he's going to then be tasked to fighting in Mortal Kombat and then meet all the other characters like, come on, man. Well, if you think about it, they wanted to maybe try to do a different story to Lincoln, so he's the antagonist then, I guess? Protagonist. He'll be the protagonist. protagonist Yeah, but then I don't know. It's like, who are we rooting for? New guy or old characters? I don't know. (laughs) But that does mean that the rest of the cat or the characters are going to be side characters, hypothetically. Uh, so if you point. were if you were looking forward to Liu Kang or Scorpion or whoever being mm-hmm. one of the main characters, they're going to be sidelined because he's not. They're not the focus. He is, and it may be good. It yeah. may be good. I don't know. I'm just, I'm throwing out. It looks, yeah. from what we've seen, it looks pretty good. Right, it does. Yeah, the stills that I've seen, it but those, looks like it's being true to the source material yeah. and looking pretty good. Doesn't look campy or silly or, you know, yeah, it's looking but good. But looks, looks can be deceiving, so we'll get there. True. Uh, <laughs> Uncharted, it got yeah. delayed to 2022, yep. but it's still coming. Tom Holland, it's good mm-hmm. pedigree. I uh, feel like that could be good. Yeah. Fingers crossed. We got. Right. I know we haven't talked about it in a while, but that Last of Us TV adaptation yes. still happening. I feel like I just saw something like a still from that too today or yesterday that they, it just reminded me it was still going on. So yeah, yeah. they were talking about. I think uh, whoever was going to direct, they had to shift directors. Like there was That's somebody right. who was in play, and they had to move on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Chernobyl guy was too busy. I can't remember their names now. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, I don't everybody either. who knows me at this point knows I'm never going to know anyone's name. But I guess, I mean, we're, we're seeing promising stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're we're on the cusp of actually seeing good material or are they still going to, to botch it? Because I don't feel like this formula is that hard. Right. You have narratives in these stories that mm-hmm. do work and yeah. they can work outside of a video game. So you can tell those stories Without having to be like, well, we have to add this because this is in the video oh, game. I feel like it could be close to like how you would make a movie adaptation from a book. You've got yeah. way more material than you need, but you figured out how to pair it into a two-hour movie or a two-hour experience. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. these games that we're talking about getting converted into movies, like 40-hour-plus experiences. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you of think about it. story. So... And if you think about it, half of the stuff in the story is side missions. Like all the yeah. reason it takes forty to eighty hours is because you're doing side yeah, you missions. You were just sticking to the main. Yeah, crap yeah. that you really don't need to focus on. So if you stick to the main story and really trim out the fat, because they're mm-hmm. like books too, they'd be like, well, hey, add this in. Oh, we could expand on this too. Right. Oh, I do that too because why not? More description of this room and ambiance and so on. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of this stuff you've got good writers writing good stories mm-hmm. for good games. You can condense that. It's I, I honestly don't feel like this is a hard formula. It's just these people get it in their heads because it's a video game. Well, we have to do it a certain way. No, you don't. You yeah. don't have to pay homage to every little detail. Just take the story, refine it to its purest form, and make a two-hour yeah. movie out of it. 
and make it with a script writer if if maybe the original writers aren't familiar with how to adapt it into that so that you could get it in the in the correct format and Mm. way or whatever but yeah um but in answer to the question I feel like I've always hesitated to go one way or the other because I always feel like as soon as I get confident on a thing that they go and prove me wrong. But mm-hmm. I feel like what we're seeing and just the idea of how we keep remaking things and making sequels, I think we might see that trend at least a little bit more because that might be more stories for them to pull from to mm-hmm. make another series of movies like one game technically could be three movies again like yeah, we just yeah. said you know if you're wanting to do all of the stories that are in there or even create some of your own i could see that being the trend though because we've heard a lot coming out lately yeah and um uh, we've been saying forever that i feel like people have been in a rut on being able to come up with their own ideas for movies these days anyway so i feel like that could be a natural progression to go into especially after the last year we had where video games were king mm-hmm. and and for them to be try good to monopolize on that for them to be good that's that's the main focus are they going to be good because like like I said, with Monster Hunter, it did get a little kind of mixed reaction. Mm-hmm. But I think overall it was, yeah, it, it's all right. You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't hear anyone saying, well, this is Mortal Kombat Annihilation levels of bad. Right. They were just like, no, it, it, I mean, despite this or that, logically, it's actually still kind of kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Because you get to see the monsters and the fights and all that, and that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And the fact that they're accurate. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know what I'm looking at. I'm like, ah, that's the thing. And there's nothing <laughs> right. about it. They didn't say, well, I don't like how they designed it here. I'm going to I'm gonna change some things. No, they're just like, no. make it look like they're that. They're already cool looking. Yeah. yeah. Like, just Match it. Bring it over. Right. So, I don't know. I just thought it was a, because I was noticing a you lot of projects. You could make it an Unreal and Epic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They probably you did. Know. Who knows? Maybe you did. I don't Ten know. Maybe cent- you got a grant. Tencent invested in that movie. Their name is on it. I'm telling you, man. They're going to own own everything. 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 Without further ado, I'll move on to uh, our headliner this week. I I was debating. I I don't want to say I'm lazy. It's just the the thing. It's got a lot going on. The air, you know? It's just like I'm trying to find what would be interesting. I'm trying to figure out what you people want to hear. What would drag you in? And, uh, you know, right? researching some of these stories about certain uh, companies and stuff like that, uh, certain people, mind you, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it's fascinating, not just for me, but maybe for you. Mm-hmm. And and I like doing this. So um, as long as I can keep my mojo going, I, I might stick with this format a little bit unless something comes up like a game review or a movie review. Because the hell, we could talk about, we could do a movie review for Mortal Kombat when it comes I'm out. Who knows? Yeah, right? We'll have to have like a little view party. Yeah. But uh, this week, I wanted to dig in on a company that uh, I actually got excited about at one point in my life, and they just disappeared from my life, like that dog did. Uh, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I want to shout out to Jimmy Marr from the Digital An- Antiquarian. That's a that's a mouthful. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's, but yeah, it's Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, guys. That's yeah. that's too much. No. That's too much. I'm sure you're lovely. Please don't be mad. <laughs> uh, this is this guy. He he does such great work. He he's got some deep deep dives and research and a lot of stuff. And uh, I happened to across 
as I was trying to do my research, he had a little bit of information here that I couldn't find anywhere else. So it helped me with my research on what I wanted to talk about. So I was help. I was grateful that he kind of filled in a few gaps. So a mm-hmm. uh, big shout out to him nice. for helping me with this. But uh, several times on this show, I have gushed about games from my childhood. Mega Man being the top one. Uh, even Capcom themselves, I would say, takes a top spot for... For for a game company that I was familiar with, I knew their name, and I was like, their game, I love their games. They did Mm -hmm. a lot of Disney games like DuckTales, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. They did another one that I loved that I talked about way back when uh, in a retro review, Little Nemo Adventures in Dreamland. This was this game, I remember reading about it in a magazine and just the idea, the concept was like, I got to play this uh-huh. because it was just so different from everything that I'd seen. I was like, I get to do this and I, I want to play this so bad because it was just, it, it just captured my imagination in such uh-huh. a way. So Capcom was one of those. But ironically, another company that caught my eye at some point, I didn't even know they were around long before I knew who they were. Okay. And that was the the interesting part about it. But why did it take so long for me to take note? Because Capcom was there and they were doing yeah. stuff. But then this other company was like, no, we're still making games. Well, because this game publisher, like more of the most interesting ones in the way I see it, they actually started developing uh, and breaking ground on early PCs. Oh, okay. So that's why I didn't know who they were. Now, if you heard the name Brian Fargo, what would you think? Oh, I'm one of those silly Americans. I'm instantly thinking of like some dude in Minnesota. I don't know. Okay. Or North Dakota or whatever <laughs> floats your boat, man. You <laughs> uh, said Fargo and then Yeah, I, I said Fargo. My brain default. Totally a last name. Has nothing to do with any of it, but I mean it could he could be from up there somewhere it. in the Dakotas or Minnesota. He's sorry uh, for it. He's sorry. Now, if you're thinking money, too, you might not be far off. Now maybe a Wells Fargo. Instead? Yeah, that's right. He's he's a descendant of that uh, Wells Fargo banking clan or whatever oh, you want to call it. Oh. But anyway. Bless, uh, bless his heart. I'll bless him. Yeah, bless his. Uh, anyway, I'm going to transition away from this now. <laughs> I probably could go to the entire rest of the thing, and it might be more interesting. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> Anyway, despite having <laughs> wealth, uh, Brian was a lover of fantasy and science fiction. He was secretly a Dungeons and Dragons player. Ooh, and back and, then, that was scandalous. Yeah, and he spent many hours playing on his Apple II. All of this nerd stuff was just one of his many hobbies, as he was actually quite an athlete. So much so. That he was apparently offered a spot on the U.S. Olympics team. And he turned it down. What? Yep. Now, one might wonder, <laughs> what could possibly draw someone away from such an opportunity? Well, I mean, it is a lot of work. Yeah, it is a <laughs> lot of work. It seemed like it was nothing more than passion, mm-hmm. but it was a passion for programming. Okay. Okay. Problem was... Even though he was a fantastic athlete, he wasn't really a great uh, programmer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but that he didn't let that dissuade him. He was going to okay. make this happen, okay? Right. 
Now, seeing as how he had to learn. That's right. Now, seeing as how he knew his strengths and his weaknesses, Fargo enlisted the help of an old high school friend to create a game in the vein of Ultima. Do you remember Ultima? I do. About a hundred of those now. Yeah. Now, together, Fargo and Michael Cranford created a simple, basic. You remember basic? The computer basic? Basic. That basic. Wow. Yeah. All right. A simple, basic adventure game known as Demon's Forge. Using some clever marketing tactics, the duo actually made a little bit of money out of it, but it wasn't like a smash hit that they were maybe kind of hoping for. Now, while they were working on their next potential game, the duo was approached by another high school acquaintance by the name of Michael Boone. Boone was another rich kid, mm-hmm. but he was a rich kid in the oil industry. Texas oh. boy. You know, and he was... Bootstraps. He is going to college there for some Texas oil, but then he decided he wanted to kickstart his own business venture. He wanted to be an entrepreneur of his own without oil behind it. The good old dream. Now, somewhere in this quest uh, of trying to be a entrepreneur of the business, uh, video game business, yes. Boone decided he wanted to create a golf simulation game for the IBM PC. Why? Wow. Who the hell knows? Right. Just It sounded like a great idea to him. He's right. like, we're going to do a golf simulation game, and that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Because no one else is doing it, I don't think. Uh, right. So seeing <laughs> seeing the, the potential in Fargo and Cranford, Boone offered them $5,000 to acquire Demon's Forge and their studio, as it were, Saber Software, as it was called. Okay. Now, Fargo took the deal, which... Uh, actually allowed him to bring in additional programmers in hopes of expanding their brand and what they're able to do. Two such programmers were Bill Heineman and Troy Worrell. If those names ring a bell, I don't know. Although Bill Heineman, here's a fun fact for you, uh, is actually Rebecca Heineman today. Yeah. Oh, like... Okay, this might be ignorant. Transitioned, or did she pen a man's name to be taken more seriously in the no, games no, no. industry? Transition. Transition. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that was. I just wanted clarity on yep. that. Gotcha. In fact, she was because in... I know women used to do that a lot in that industry um, mm-hmm. to be taken more seriously. This pen nope. a man's name and stuff like that. But... If if I'm not mistaken, Bill Heineman or Rebecca Heineman, should I say, uh, was mm-hmm. in Game Over. She was the Atari champion for. Space Invaders? Oh. Was it? Do you yes. Know oh, yeah. was that her? Okay, I'm, then I'm I do. almost positive. Yeah. Okay, then if you if that's who you're talking about, then yes, I remember yeah. her story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, that's the same person. Uh, now the team got straight to work on porting Demon's Forge to the IBM because it was a hot commodity, apparently. Then they transitioned into hastily producing titles for home consoles like the Atari. Commodore, and even the ColecoVision. You know, big hits. Oh, yeah. Uh, This type of get-rich-quick scheme is what led to the crash of 1983. Remember Uh, that old thing. Now, seeing as how Boone wasn't necessarily dependent on the video game income, he was able to keep his company afloat. But that was mainly due to a change in the company direction. With video games kind of being volatile at this point, uh, Boone decided, you know, 
We don't need video games. We're, we're going to become a manufacturer of whiteboards. Okay. Uh, which actually paid off because he oh. made uh, millions. People per- use them. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but what about those uh, game programmers? Yeah. You know, you, you couldn't program a whiteboard. I wouldn't think okay. so. I mean, maybe I, I guess you could. Maybe today game. we could. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> but why would you? Sure. Why would you? But luckily, Fargo had a plan. He pinned a deal that gave him the capital to create Interplay Productions and allowed him to bring along Heinemann and Worrell. Uh, However, their focus at first was not quite video games. Since the video game crash was still kind of in effect. uh, But they still had a, a passion for video games. Interplay Productions started out kind of humbly creating programs for educational purposes military applications, or whatever else they could make money on with their skill set. Okay. But they never forgot their passion. They were just waiting for their moment to come, which it did in 1984. Now, Activision came a-knocking looking for a developer for the home computer market, with their first two being uh, first two games being reminiscent of their earlier works and actually doing quite well in the market. Mm-hmm. Now, with that bit of clout... Fargo decided it was time to pitch the game he and Michael Cranford had always dreamed of pitching. Always wanted. Now, as I previously mentioned, Fargo uh, and even Michael Cranford himself, they loved D&D. And they wanted to make a game that could topple the hits like Ultima and Wizardry. Now, after creating a working prototype, the team pitched a bard's tale to Activision. Unfortunately... Activision wasn't so interested. They were just like, eh, nah, eh, eh, I don't see Maybe a market for it. that's why they're worth billions today. I don't yeah. know. They just turned down. <laughs> they just they just said, no, no, it's just, no, no one wants to play that. So Fargo still had a passion for this game, and he knew it could be something. So he mm-hmm. shopped it around until he could find someone with interest. And wouldn't you know, that company just happened to be EA. They were looking to diversify their library, and an RPG of this caliber seemed like the thing to do it. Mm-hmm. So with both sides looking to make this game a hit, they put their best foot forward and went to work. And when the game released in December of 1985, it became a smash hit, and even outsold the newly released Ultima Four. They had accomplished what they set out to do. The world was now their oyster. And when things are looking this great, that's when shit usually happens. <laughs> now, as a bard's tale was nearing completion, Fargo and Cranford uh, had a bit of a falling out over money. Wouldn't you know it? Right. The root uh, of all evil, I tell you. It is. It seems that Cranford felt he wasn't getting a fair cut. So he decided he was going to hold on to the game's code and hold it for ransom until he got his money. Um, obviously, okay. a deal was reached because the game came out. Right. But still, it was just kind of like, you dick. Was it a 50-50 split? We well, know? I didn't get those details, okay. but you would, you would so assume. I was just wondering if he was just being super greedy or were people cutting him out. But, you know. I don't know. Like I don't know. A year later, the sequel to the game came out, mm-hmm. and uh, 
obviously it was trying they were trying to ride high on the success of the first one and that's why it was rushed but uh, it wasn't really as good and mainly because <laughs> mainly because a Michael Cranford was the only one working on it and two he seemed like he was being bitter so he made the game extremely difficult oh, like yeah. Extremely difficult to the point of like, you know how we go back and say, oh, God, that game was tough. No, no, no. Beyond that. Oh, damn. Beyond that. So like, like nobody beat it until yeah. internet became a thing. <laughs> yeah. Punishingly difficult. Wow. Just to be a dick. Mm-hmm. And then after he uh, made the game and it released, he left. Like, see you, bitches. Right. Now so, have fun with that. <laughs> so... Uh, luckily, that didn't really hurt Interplay all that much. It just seemed like a uh, embittered man trying to, to throw his finger up mm-hmm. on, on a hit. Yeah. Now, for several years, Interplay developed uh, games of varying genres, both for EA and Activision. Uh, they had games like Wasteland and Task Times and Tone Town. Uh, those are respective, by the way, EA and Task Times. Gotcha. <coughs> I need water. <laughs> this division this division uh between their their game production actually created a little bit of tension uh both companies were starting to think that fargo was a spy because there were things happening and and leaks were coming out and they're just like well he's the only link between this company and that are you spying on us and fargo's like i'm i know i'm no. making money off both what yeah, I know. So Fargo uh, claimed that, and not that I don't believe him, but claims that he knew about the tension uh, and he was very careful about it. So he just remained very silent whenever possible. Gotcha. Like he wouldn't say anything more than he had to when he met with either or. It was just like, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Okay. Because he knew. Eventually... Interplay found themselves in a position where they could actually self-publish. So they could oh, get away from Activision and EA. And this actually allowed Fargo to get away from those mounting tensions. The company kicked things off with a game uh, like Battle Chess and mm-hmm. Neuromancer. No? No? Okay. I feel like I've heard of Battle Chess. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Uh, before long, they were expanding their horizons outside the PC and they started releasing a few games on consoles. In the 90s, Interplay was on a roll. They were I publishing. Like I know that name. Mm-hmm. Interplay was publishing hit after hit after hit with games like Carmageddon, Stonekeep, Earthworm Jim, mm-hmm. Star Trek Fleet, Starfleet Command, Another World, Fallout, mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. and one of my all-time personal favorites, Clay Fighter. But even, did you say you don't know Clay Fighter? I don't know Clay Fighter. Oh my Out of God. All of them you just said, too. And that's why I was like, when you said your favorite, I'm like, damn. We're going to get back know. to that. You just, you just wait. We're getting back to that. Okay. Now, even though. <laughs> I need the schooling. Yeah. Even with all of these amazing games, Interplay did find themselves in dire straits. Now, it seemed. That even though Interplay was publishing a few console titles, their focus really remained on PC. And at the time, it wasn't quite the juggernaut it is today. Right. It was more niche, if anything. Mm -hmm. 
this For along sure. with a lack of returns on certain sports titles they were producing, uh, an increase in competition, and the company was kind of in a precarious situation, and Brian Fargo was driving a sinking ship. So, he decided to reach out for help, uh, and that help came in the uh, way of Titus Interactive, which is a company out of France. Now, they invested $35 million into the company, uh, but eventually acquired a majority control in 2001. So, once they did that, Titus immediately took away the publisher functionality of the company and leaving Brian Fargo feeling defeated. Because now his company was no longer his. Right. So, in 2002, Brian Fargo said farewell to his company and moved on to create a new company in Exile Entertainment, which I don't know if you know. I've heard of it. Uh, He continued to (laughs) create... My life is a series of, like, small memories that I piece together. Yeah. Uh, This is where he continued to create sequels to some of his original creations, like Demon's Forge, A Bard's Tale, and even Wasteland. Today... In Exile is owned by Microsoft, which was actually attained during their big wave of acquisitions. Remember when they were just buying everything? That was like again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they've done that a few times. A few times. Yeah. This is during their really big wave of like, oh my God, who are they buying now? Look who we bought. Look who we bought. Look who we bought. <sighs> the newly appointed CEO of Interplay did what he could do to try and right the ship. He sold off assets that may not have been popular decisions to do, but necessary to kind of keep the boat afloat. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Titus Interactive went bankrupt in 2005, leaving Interplay burdened with that debt. Oh my God. Yeah. Now, to continue to stay afloat, more assets were then unloaded, such as the Fallout IP being sold off to Bethesda, obviously, yep. in 2007. Uh, this move would be problematic for years to come due to licensing rights litigation because Bethesda and Interplay didn't want to play fair with Fallout and who could sell what and who had what yeah. interest and so on and so forth. <clears throat> but for nearly two decades... Interplay has been struggling to stay in the game, which is an impressive feat if you think about it. The company has banked on nostalgia, releasing their library of titles on Steam and GOG. Mm -hmm. A year ago, they actually announced a remaster to a 20-year-old title called Kingpin Life of Crime. But they're still here. They never folded. Hmm. There are numerous companies who have folded who are that old. I was going to say, and I wouldn't be surprised if you told me at the end it did, because that was a struggle. They are still in it. And it's a shame to see the company in the shape that it's in now, because they always had the potential to be one of the big boys, the big AAA front runners, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But at the same time, maybe it's good that they didn't, because such a reputation could easily tarnish one of the most impressive back catalogs that few other developers and or publishers could boast. Yeah. And honestly, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh. That was a fun story. Thank you. Look at this. Always yeah. worried about finding good topics. Mm-hmm. I learned today. 
I don't remember any other names, but I'll be like, remember when you told me the story <laughs> of that guy with the company that like EA bought and then they had to like. <laughs> remember that dude, you know, that guy, that person? You know, that one guy. Oh. Well, hopefully it all comes comes around because like yeah. as soon as you said their name, the logo flew in my head mm-hmm. from seeing it at the beginning of, you know, games when they're advertising. It was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I don't know that I knew they were still around. No, now you know. Because it's been so long since I've seen that logo fly across I know. my screen. I, I honestly thought that they had, had gone uh, under as well. And when I'm learning they're still kind of there, I was like, holy crap, really? All right. Well, maybe, because they did three Bardstales, right? Mm-hmm. Or, I do believe. They, maybe they've, they need to work on that ever important four that's just going to break it through everything. I don't know. Or it yeah. could be the nail in the coffin. It's a precarious situation. <laughs> it is, because I'm sure a lot of the people who used to be there are no longer there, and they've moved right. on, and so on and so forth. So Probably would have. Guess what's, a, guess what's out? Oh, no! Do we want to watch it now? Do, do, we? Wanna do, do, do we want to do a thing? I guess, I, I guess we didn't really discuss how we would want to do this. No. Okay. So, hmm. How do we want to do this? <laughs> Because I've got it, I've got it cued. I could sit here and just put the phone in my face, and and. Well, I mean, just... will they hear audio? Listen to us working through this with you all. Yeah, I mean, I guess they could. I'd have to unplug the thing. Um, because yeah, if it's just like listening to us go, ooh ah, ooh, I don't ah, know how entertaining ooh, that ah. is. Or if you want to wrap up the pod and then do a separate thing. Yeah. For all right, that. it's it's here, look, people. I'm look at I'm that. excited. Look so I tell you what, teaser for yeah. more content. Yeah. Look at that teaser. So I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the pod because it's there and I got to, I got to watch it. I got to watch it. I got to yeah, watch no, it. I know he's dying. I can so, already see. Yeah, it's I can there. already see his fingers ready. Well, I should probably hurry then. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's our show. <laughs> you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash or send an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can find this on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. You can even go to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions to support the show. You can tell your friends or your enemies to find us at the find us on the pencil and paper podcast network or search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and youtube.com forward slash pencil paper productions. Thank you for listening. I'm Lacia Finley. And I'm Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.